Fantastic. Ready? Yep. Okay. Are we playing with the sound effects or are we? You guys ready? Sure. And away we go. That would mean hit the open. Is that what you want? Yeah, that's hit the open. Hello? Yeah. Okay. With the pause. Dramatic pause. For the effect. Hi, and welcome to the Kent Now podcast. I'm Mayor Dana Ralph. In this podcast, you will hear from city leaders, city workers, and engaged residents. We discuss local news, current events, and provide educational and engaging content for the Kent resident who wants to stay plugged into our community. Thanks for listening. Now, here are our hosts, Josh Mossberg and Tracy Taylor. And Kyle. We cannot forget Kyle. Welcome back. Welcome back. To episode 24. and Plugged in residents. Coincidentally, episode number 24. Isn't Thanksgiving on the 24th? Is it? I believe it is. Okay. Let me look. Hold on. Stand by. The Kawinka Dink of the year. Oh, no, it's actually on the 23rd. she lied. Well. (laughs) Close. (laughs) Not quite. But usually Thanksgiving falls on the 24th, so I was close. I'll give it to you. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. But this is our thankful edition, Josh. We are so thankful. I'm just feeling the thanks and gratitude and appreciation today. I appreciate you. Thank, I appreciate you. And you know who we all appreciate up Kyle. in here? Kyle. No, that's oh. not what I was going to say. Okay. We do appreciate you, Kyle, but we appreciate our listeners. We do. Dear Kent Now podcast listeners, thank you. Yeah, because they have made this podcast successful for the last year. So lifting us up, giving us some great ideas. We appreciate that. Always, always. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more to be thankful for. You're right. And this week is. A great time to be thankful for our teachers. Yes. It's American Education Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically just, you know, an annual observance where we are kind of just recognize all the hard work and dedication of our educators, uh, support staff, administrators, just everyone uh, in the education system that help uh, with learning, building kids up, turning us all from little rascals into functioning adults. Thank you for everything. <laughs> That you do. Do you have a favorite teacher? I do, I think. Um, <laughs> I think. I don't know. There, I, had, I had some like pretty good teachers and some pretty bad teachers. Okay. Like, I guess in my opinion. But I'd have to say one of my favorite teachers uh, was my in high school. Mm-hmm. It was like a college. Well, I had this teacher for an AP English course at one point and then later for like a college prep seminar okay and i credit her to making me read a bunch and write a bunch Mm. that really helped like kickstart my abilities and interest in that area i guess i love that that's great kyle do you have a favorite teacher Hmm. you know i was trying to as josh was talking about i was trying to remember some of my favorite teachers i do have one teacher that if I dig deep in my mind, one teacher from my elementary school years really stands out. His name was Mr. Moses. He was actually my oh, second grade teacher. Okay. So a long time ago. I love that. He was just really fun. And he was one of the first teachers that um, I feel like I felt heard by another adult. And so he actually just kind of listened um, to just what I was going through at, at a time. You know, I was in second grade. But... 
he was just I remember that a lot in second grade yeah. Yeah. Juice, yeah. the juice I mean, box not yeah. enough I mean even you know the little second grade insignificant problems he just actually was attentive and I just for some reason that always has stood out that he was mm. one of the few out, other adults outside of family that like I felt heard me oh. as a little person if you will I love <laughs> that's that that's awesome that is that's so, really yeah. sweet mm -hmm. I have two teachers one that I will never ever forget and it's not because uh, he was my favorite he really <laughs> how should I put this so we were supposed to do an assignment on a book do you remember the book Catch 22 yep okay I hated that book oh like hated it. It was one of the hardest reads for me because I just could not get into it. And so instead of our final, he goes, you know what? Let's just do, you get to write an opinion paper. That will be hmm. your your final. And so I wrote a 700 word essay on why I thought this book was a waste of my time. <laughs> oh, I thought you were crazy. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, it was an opinion paper. He graded me on my opinion. And, uh, and it wasn't a good grade. Oh, no. It was his favorite book. And so I told so him, he, I said, yeah, I, you know, I feel sorry for you. It was his you. favorite book. It was his favorite book. Oh, he set you up. Yeah. It totally. <laughs> he totally did. But nonetheless, I had to fight for my grade to be a good one to pass the class. And so there was that one. That taught me a lot of uh, on my pushback skills on that one, for sure. Mm. But my favorite, favorite teacher of all time was Mrs. Schreiber. And she was one of, like Kyle would say, was one that just heard you, you know, mm -hmm. like when your parents would say, no, you're not listening. No, you're not doing this, you know, but they lived in their own world. Your teacher heard you mm -hmm. and gave you some really reasonable solutions to fixing problems. And so. Nice. Yeah. All right. So moving on, let's talk about getting outside, shall we? Well, it's pretty cold out there. <laughs> That's what I have to it report is. It on is that front. But... Um, you know, that's not going to stop us here in the Pacific Northwest. No. We are adept at staying warm and enjoying that beautiful PNW green nature, aren't we? Yeah, Tracy definitely. Because we're going to take a hike, <clears throat> right? Excuse me? Man, wait, well, you, we can all take a hike, oh. right? It is National Take a Hike Day oh, okay. coming up here at the end of the week. And you don't have to leave the city for those hikes, do we, Josh? No, because we have miles and miles of beautiful trails here in Kent. Our Kent Valley Loop Trail System, I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. A lot of great um, connections and places, sightseeing, cool stuff to look at. Don't even have to leave Kent. Yep. So Friday would be tomorrow. All right. Join us in celebrating. Absolutely. Even if it's, you know, a brisk walk. <laughs> Or just a slow walk or whatever you want to do. Just go ahead and take a hike. Yeah, take a hike. We love that. You heard it here first. <laughs> City of Kent telling you to take a hike. So since we, this is our Thanksgiving thankful edition, I wanted to bring up the question, you know, what are we all thankful for? Right? Yeah, that's a great question. So, Josh, I'll ask you first. What are okay. you thankful for? Okay. <laughs> um, what am I thankful for? I am thankful that see, this is tough. Okay. Cuz I'm thankful for a lot of things. But sure. like what's really like worth saying? Cuz sure. I I don't know. I feel like if I want to say some talk about something I'm thankful about, then I'll just be thinking about people that might not have that. Okay. And I'm like Okay. Ew, like That's what, what do I say mm -hmm. or what yeah. do I not say? You yeah. know what I mean? 
Um, but I guess what I have to say is I'm thankful that I'm in, you know, all, all things considered, I'm in good health. Um, you know, good friends, yeah. good relationships, good family. Things are good on the people front. Um, but it's not all butterflies and rainbows for all mm. those people out there. So don't think I'm just, you know, walking on sunshine over here. Sure. But yeah, I'm thankful for the uh, the good people and relationships that I have in my life that ultimately give, in my opinion, life meaning and um, make it a joy to be alive. I love that. Top that. I can't. I truly can't. <laughs> uh, Kyle, what are you thankful for? Oh, great. Make me follow. Follow. I was going to be like, I'm thankful for toast. For toast. <laughs> I like. I do like toast. I like my, jam I like, my toast. <laughs> like some butter, please. I'm sorry. I do like toast. Rude. I'm definitely uh, thankful for, uh, well, for one, just, I mean, this opportunity. Yeah. Um, being, in the, being in the audio world, there's not too many opportunities um, just to do something fun, you know, with, you know, the education that I acquired over the years. But um, I'm also incredibly thankful for my little family back at home, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they are, they keep me going. I wouldn't be here if I didn't have them to help motivate and push me and, you know, give me a reason, so. Totally. Definitely thankful for them. I I will uh, I will echo that sentiment, not for your family, but for my family as well. <laughs> I am fortunate enough to have my grandpa, who is a hundred. Whoa! He, he turned one hundred years old in May. Impressive. So yeah, Let's go grandpa. Yeah, I know. He's uh, he's pretty amazing. Uh, and then of course my mom and dad and, and my husband and my kiddo, I'm, you know, I'm grateful for that too. But most importantly, I think I'm I'm really truly grateful for my friendships too. I've developed some amazing friendships along the years um, here, obviously, in the city of Kent. Um, some of my coworkers are, are really good friends, too. Um, but yeah, ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm just thankful for the people that um, surround us, you know? That makes sense. Uh, way to go stealing my answer, guys, both of you. Well, you know, you just said it very eloquently, hmm. for sure. You know what else I'm thankful for? What's that? Um, Turkey. Like, Breakfast cereals. Ooh. Like, um, I've always, since I was a kid, I have, I've had a so soft spot. I'm slurring my words because I have Invisalign. Yeah. Okay. I'm not drunk. <laughs> I just started Invisalign. So maybe next time we're recording, I'll take them out. But back to the topic at hand, mm -hmm. breakfast cereal. I don't know why I went with that. I might be craving it right now. Ooh. But there's some breakfast cereals that have just been consistently good, like the same since I was a kid, like growing up. Like what? Uh, honeycomb oh. is a particularly bang, you know, that's just a banger yeah. for me. I like that one a okay, lot. Okay, okay. Uh, it's Max. That one. I, I still remember some of the, like, Cookie Crisp. I remember mm -hmm. those commercials mm -hmm. with the wolf yep. dude. Um, that one's pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm not like the, ooh, I'm going to get up in the morning and have my kids' cereal every morning <laughs> type adult, but, you know. On weekend, maybe I'm not trying to go out or something. Sure. Just stay in, be lazy, have a bowl of cereal, kick back. That's what I'm just thought I'd add that. I love know? that. <laughs> breakfast cereal, bowl of breakfast cereal for dinner is girl dinner for sure. Boy dinner too. Okay. Okay. So it's no, a little let's bit. Let's not gatekeep okay, dinner. Okay. 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 That's fair. That's fair. So now that we've covered all of the basic food groups that we love and don't love, I guess we should probably get into the meat. Mm. You like that? Yeah. Meat of the podcast. Meat. Shall we? Hey, wait, do that again. We'll get into the meat of the podcast. You're 
Sorry, a little delayed. Yeah, I was going to say you're 30 seconds behind, <laughs> but you know, we'll take the win. Good try. We'll take it. We'll definitely take it. So we have uh, some special guests that are going to be on the pod a little bit later. We're going to have Mark and Rhonda from our parks department to talk a little bit more about Winterfest because I know a lot of people look forward to that shortly after Thanksgiving. But there are some other fun things to do leading up to Winterfest, and one of which is at Kent Station. Um, they've got a gingerbread house contest. And I just saw this on the website where they still have houses available where you can go pick them up, decorate it, and then they put them on show for people to vote on uh, leading up until I think it's just just before Christmas or so. So you can still grab your gingerbread house kit there. But they also have the giving tree. And um, there, it's like for families in need here in um, in Kent and surrounding areas. However, this year, the Giving Tree is going to benefit Seeds of Hope. Seeds of Hope is uh, a part of the See you Later Foundation. If you haven't checked it out, you should. It's um, dealing with childhood cancer. And it's a, a great organization to get involved with. So if you would like to participate, you can go check it out. They are collecting toys, books, and gift cards for families in need this holiday season. And, of course, Santa. You can't go to Kent Station without getting a picture with Santa. I'm sorry. Nope. So make sure you get them online, schedule it. You pick up your gingerbread house, you give to the giving tree, take a picture of Santa, the whole shebang. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then catch a movie at AMC. Yep. Yeah. So there's that. Sounds like a plan. I love it. All right, Tracy, on this thankful edition of Kent Now, we do have some special guests uh, joining us from our City Kent Parks Department to talk a little bit about some of the fun holiday-themed events coming up in the city of Kent and some awesome art opportunities. There is nothing better than Christmas in Kent. It really is. It's like it just embodies everything from family to fun. And what a better way to kick off the holiday season than with Winterfest. So, Mark, let's get into it. Yes, Winterfest. It's uh, a month of holiday happenings is what we're calling it. So Ooh. it's a series of different events that uh, go on throughout December and a little bit of January, but it kicks off on Saturday, December 2nd mm-hmm. um, with the Winterfest Tree Lighting Festival. And it goes from 2 to 7 p.m. at Town Square Plaza Park. And we're going to have uh, music from local high schools and a few local performers. Um, Santa. Oh, can't forget the big guy Santa, himself. The big right? man. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's going to show up about 3.30 and uh, sit in. He's got a sleigh already uh, ready to Perfect. go. Yeah, and he's going to be joined by the Grinch. Oh, oh and wow. Mrs. Claus will be there Stop. as well. The whole gang here he this really year. He really did. Yes. He's got the squad. He's ready. Yes. Uh, so, so that will be uh, taking place. Then, um, different, yeah, like I said, different performers throughout the year. The tree lighting takes place at five thirty. Okay. Uh, the mayor will uh, flip the big switch and light up the tree. And uh, we'll have some, uh, we have some community vendor booths. Nice. And as well, a new addition this year. Stop. I know. We have um, <laughs> uh, craft booths <gasps> taking place. Oh, I love craft. Oh, my gosh. So we've got a big, huge tent that'll be placed on Harrison Street. And so we'll have uh, tents and uh, crafts underneath the... Uh, canopy where people can buy uh, different handmade crafts and things like that. So it should be pretty cool. So cool. does this uh, take away from the holiday bazaar? Because normally you guys during during Winterfest, you do a holiday bazaar. So is this yes. just kind of joining everything then? Yep. yep. The the holiday bazaar is 
is no more. And so we're blending. We're trying to maybe add some of the um, bizarre elements to Winterfest. Fantastic. And Sweet. don't forget, Mark, you're forgetting the best part. <gasps> what? Rudolph's <gasps> relaxation oh. station. Oh. Rudolph's relaxation what? Forgot station. about it. Yes. Oh, so. two. Wait, hold on. Rhonda. We need, we need we, yes, Rhonda, we need full explanation <laughs> nice. of this. Details, well, please. Mark worked uh, with our friends over at Airways Brewery, and they are going to be offering what they're calling Rudolph's Relaxation Station, which is oh, essentially wow. kind of a wine and beer oh. garden. So, okay. yeah, once you go kind of through the craft market, you'll see at the other end um, an entry point into Airways. So okay. it'll be pretty cool. So it's a fun partnership. Well, when, when you first said relaxation station, I was thinking, oh, we're getting massaging. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Airways? Like, yes! <laughs> but, you know, I mean, a beer and wine, of course, is a great way to relax as also well. So, way, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. So that'll be fun. We're looking forward to that new partnership and hopefully it gets expanded on. Yeah, I just that moment, you know, when you're down in Town Square Plaza, all the lights come on. And then for the rest of the season, all the lights on the trees. Um, I know, uh, is it KTP that does the lighting for some of those downtown trees as well in Kent Station? It's kind of a partnership. partnership. Yeah, the, the Parks Department, Parks Operations does the park. KDP does some of the historic downtown. And then Kent Station handles their side with mm-hmm. Great. in there. So. That's really cool. cool. Now, I know you're bringing back some of the other fun things that come along with Winterfest. You've got the gingerbread station that's happening with Kent Station. Mm-hmm. They're also doing letters to Santa. I believe I've seen a couple of um, really fun little forms for the kids to fill out on that, too. Right. Um, thank you for bringing up the letters to Santa. Yes. Yeah, so we'll have a giant um, mailbox where kids can... Um, put their letters to Santa in with Santa sitting right there. So oh. like, oh, I got to go all get through all these, you sure. know, so I'll go through them later. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so kids can drop off their letters to Santa um, in the mailbox right there. And we'll have uh, cards and pencils ready to go, but they can also bring their own letters if they wish. And and each person gets a response. Yes, I understand wow. that Santa will respond to wow. anybody who puts their address down. So. Wow, he's going to have a lot of... Late nights with the Red Bull, I guess. <laughs> right, say, yeah, correct. A, a Purple Tunnel or something yeah, that's going to happen there for sure. When F- Winterfest kicks off on the 2nd, I believe there is a Spotlight Series concert that's going to happen. Is it the same night, Rhonda? It's the day after. Okay, okay. Sunday, December 3rd is our annual Magical Strings Celtic Yuletide concert. This will be the 37th wow. Kent version wow. of this concert. It is truly a decades-long um, holiday tradition. In Kent, um, it's obviously Celtic music, harps, hammer dulcimers. There's Irish dancers. There's some storytelling. Um, it's a we like to call them our our very own Von Trapp family of oh. the Northwest. <laughs> it's the Bolding family. Um, started out with just you know parents and their and their children, and now it's like grandchildren and wow. grandchildren and. Um, it's a really fun show. They do a fantastic job of um, doing holiday music, Celtic music, um, audience participation, just making everyone really feel like they're kind of part of a, a family holiday celebration. And it is almost sold out at this point. I think oh, we have gosh. about 20 tickets left. Jeez, so, okay. So you heard it yeah. here. <laughs> get your tickets. <laughs> yeah, get in it. I mean, when I hear Yuletide, I'm just ready to go. That just gets me all Christmassy feeling. I don't know. <laughs> Did you dig out your Christmas sweater? You're ready to go? Yeah, totally. I'm going to just dust it off the other day. My whole box of <laughs> ugly sweaters, you know? I love it. <laughs> I'm very excited. So we now that we're kicking off the holiday season and we've got the Spotlight Series with that one concert, 
Tell us a little bit more, Rhonda, about the history behind the Spotlight series, because this is a longstanding tradition yeah. here in Kent. Yeah, it goes back 20-some years itself. Um, it originally actually started with holiday performances. We used to do um, magical strings, mm -hmm. and then we also uh, offered a Nutcracker ballet, and those performances were every holiday season, and then we really just felt like people were kind of wanting more just beyond those holiday shows, not wanting always to have to go into Seattle parking and downtown and all that to see high quality performing arts events. So we started adding some more shows here and there. And now we have this full season of performing arts events that takes place in um, high school performing arts centers. We generally use Kent Meridian and Kent Wood, depending on the show and the scheduling and stuff like that. And um, it's it's national touring acts, sometimes international performers. Uh, we've had the Peking Acrobats. We've had Mark Cohn. We've had the Blind Boys of Alabama. Um, so it's just been really, we've had Arlo Guthrie, uh, lots of big names, uh, new emerging artists, and all kinds of fun stuff throughout the year. And we do have one other holiday show coming oh. up at, um, after Magical Strings this year. It's on Thursday, December 14th. Okay. And it's called The Queen's Cartoonists. Oh, it's oh. a jazz band out of Queens, New York. Okay. And they do a really cool thing where they project classic cartoons on a screen, and mm. then they play either the classic cartoon songs that go with them, or they compose their own music to go with the cartoons. Oh, cool. So this is a holiday version. So I think it'll be everything from kind of some of the really popular, like Rudolph, okay. kind of classic. Frosty, to, stuff like yeah, that. to some really kind of, you know, unknown holiday stuff. So it should be a lot of fun. That's really cool. Did I see that there's like the Vatican Choir is part of the series or something? The Vienna Boys Choir. The Vienna Boys was Choir. Was here okay. in October. Yeah, they're one of the oldest choirs in the world. They date back to like the 1200s. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I remember were, seeing that. I was like, whoa, what? They were part of a court, you know, the royal court. And then they eventually became a, a nonprofit. And now they're a school, a choral school. Okay. The choir that tours is like middle school-aged boys. Interesting. Yeah, so they were here. Well, it sounds like our Parks Department is keeping... Uh, uh, everything right? musical from our consumer <laughs> concerts to our spotlight series. So there's always something going on. Absolutely. So I have another question along the lines of the spotlight series. Rhonda, you've been involved with the spotlight series for how long? The whole time. Okay. Yep. So 20 <laughs> plus years. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, like we're talking to the story in here. So if you could go back to all of the ones that you've either attended uh -huh. or been a part of, which one stands out the most and which one was your favorite? Oh my gosh. I, I know which one I have. You're going to say the Blind Boys, aren't you? Blind Boys of Alabama was unbelievable. Phenomenal. And Arlo was pretty Arlo, solid, too. Yeah, probably for me, probably Arlo Guthrie. And we had Arlo Guthrie twice. We had him once out at Kentwood High School, which is truly phenomenal to see someone of you know that kind of level in such a small, intimate space. And then the next time we had him um, was right after Showware opened, mm. and we partnered with Showware, and we... And, and they did this whole Guthrie family tour where it was not only him, but his his kids and extended family. But yeah. it was pretty fun to listen to him talking backstage about, you know, some annual party that he has at his home in New York and how he hates it when Bob Dylan comes because, you know, he's just the best songwriter and it makes everyone else <laughs> that feel bad. That would just make and, me oh, so, gosh, I hate that. I know. <laughs> it's just a really cool story. You know, I mean, he knows everybody. Mm -hmm. and, um, That's really cool. 
But yeah, that one was definitely memorable, but it, it's it's certainly hard to pick. We also have uh, a show that we typically do every year called International Guitar Night mm-hmm. that we do have coming up this year again in February. And it's it's become one of our real hit annual shows. And it's always really fantastic, too. It's not so much that they're big name artists that you know right off the top of your head, but it, essentially it's guitarists uh, from all over the world, different mm-hmm. countries. And some of them are just... Um, I mean, they just blow you away. They do things on the guitar that you never really thought could be done on the guitar. Wow, I love that. <laughs> and so. good stories along the way, too, yeah. with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We sh- um, So as we wrap things up with Winterfest, there's one more event that's happening in December. I think that's for the athletes. Yes. Because, I mean, not everybody wants to sit back and eat Christmas cookies all the time. Some of I us mean, actually, I do, but well, <laughs> I'm sure there's other people out there that don't. Some of us do want to get our exercise on. Mark, tell us about Christmas Rush. The Christmas Rush is probably one of the longest running winter uh, running events in Washington. Um, 41 years old. Wow. And uh, I've been the event director, race for 41 director, years. the race director no, for 26 <laughs> years. This will be my 26th year. Wow. Um, so it'll take place on uh, December 9th. That's a Saturday. It's a 5K run walk and a 10K run. And um, it's perfect because it's a flat course. So if you are even going out for a walk, it's ideal because it's that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. It's for those folks who just want to walk and those people who are going for time. And we have both. Love so it. a lot of kids are almost home from college. So every once in a while, you'll see a few speedy ones coming home that are just <laughs> pretty impressive. So. Sure. Well, I mean, you have to find a way to run off all of the right. all of the holiday festivities, correct? Right. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's December 9th. Um, the 10K starts at 9.50. Okay. 5K starts at 10 a.m. And we're ready for everybody with registration starting at uh, 8 o'clock. And you can register still online. You can register online. Um, our sh- My shirt deadline has passed. Mm. Um, but you can buy previous year's shirts. I love it. Vintage. At, vintage, yes. Love it. At the race. Okay. For just $5. Bring cash. So we bring cash. Good to know. Good to know. So since you've done this for 20-something years, what's your favorite shirt? Oh, tough one. Oh, last year's was pretty solid. It was a 40, 40th anniversary one. Okay. And it kind of had coog colors. Okay. So, now, see, oh, now you, we're you talking. lost me. So, Bye. Gotta go. Now we're talking. See was, you later. So it was about 50% of approval rating. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it, that was that turned out really nice because it... it um, uh, called out some of the great popular shirts over the last, you know, 40 years or so. Fun fact, there had, uh, every once in a while, we'll have a guy that'll come and wear the very first T-shirt. Stop. Whoa. So he was in junior high. Does still it fits. Still, I was like, wow. does it still fit or is yeah. it just on his arm? She's I mean, a little thinner than it was before, <laughs> but it still fits, you know. That's the awesome. shirt is thinner, yes. That's great. So, and so can people wear, uh, can they dress up? As yes. Part of the race? Yeah, we've had we've had a Christmas tree. Oh. Finished the whole 5K. <laughs> we had a guy in a bunny suit playing a tuba one well, year course. from high school. Why wouldn't you? Obviously. But um yeah, people dress up all the time and it, it you're seeing more and more of that all the time. So that's kind of fun and some of the families will jump in and get a theme. We've had ugly sweater themes, you know, for mm-hmm. whatever. Even babies <laughs> in strollers, you know, dressed up. Why do I just want to put out there? I would like to see at like a, a big group of Santas 
I really yeah. want to see yeah. a big group of Santas do this. That yeah, would be that so would great. Be pretty fun. Yeah, it would. Yeah, a lot of times people will wear, you know, like the jingle bells. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought that was really great and festive until I ran it one year and I ended up by someone that had a, those jingle bells oh, on no. their shoes. And I kept, <laughs> it did make me go faster because I kept thinking, okay, that's driving me nuts. I got to get away, get from, away from it. Yes, definitely. Well, that's cool. That so, funny. all right. Now that we've kind of covered the gauntlet when it comes to the festivities here in Kent, there's some really beautiful stuff that's happening in Centennial, Josh. Yeah. So it sounds like our uh, Centennial Center Art Gallery is back. Mm -hmm. uh, it's something that kind of happens every... Is it seasonal, Rhonda, or when when does the gallery change up? It changes. It's it's year-round. We always have artwork up in the Centennial Gallery, which is essentially just the, the first floor, you know, kind of breezeway space between permitting and customer services. It's a lovely mm -hmm. light-filled space that we use as a gallery. And the shows change every couple months. So gotcha. we have a new one up now for November, December. Uh, two female artists, uh, Kathy Roseth and Diane Walker, uh, both paintings. And so they are up through December 28th. And it's open, you know, just during Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 business hours of the City Hall campus. And then that'll change again. And for, we'll have another show in January, February. And then every March, we do a student art show, which uh, Mark actually... Uh, helps coordinate that, and we uh, so one of the high schools is usually displaying their work. In right, there. yeah, one of the schools who usually brings uh, quite a few, and I think that's Kent Meridian. Yeah, I think so. Is in the yeah. in the gallery, and then and then every summer during June, July, and August, that's our only show that lasts three months. We have the summer art exhibit, which is a application process. It's open. Okay. We kind of put a call out. Any Washington State based artist can apply with their artwork. And then we have a, a jury process that selects artworks for that show. We usually have somewhere between 60 and 70 artworks oh, wow. um, by, I think last year it was 30 some artists and that stays up the whole summer. And that's always a really fun one because it's, I always tell people, if you don't like one piece, just keep moving down the hallway because there'll be something you like because it's, <laughs> it's just funny, yeah. it's so diverse. Yeah. The other thing that's cool about it that I've noticed being involved with it over the years is more and more we're starting to get local artists. That's great. Many, you know, many years ago, it was like a lot of the artists we would see would be Seattle-based or, you know, not necessarily from Kent. And we definitely still get art from all over the region and even east of the mountains. But more and more, we're starting to see artists that are actually based here in Kent. Great. Interested in, Words getting out. Yeah. Totally. I love that. Yeah. Well, I can't really think of anything other than, you know, the fact that we've got so much in store for our residents here in December and our arts, I mean, you guys do an, an amazing job. You really get the word out. You really, you bring a lot to um, not only the city, but to the residents here. So thank you for what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. And there is plenty to do in Kent uh, this holiday season mm -hmm. from Winterfest, uh, Kent Station and KDP also doing their own things. There's just a lot of opportunities for kids, uh, you yourself, family, friends. So don't miss out. There's something for you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Something else coming up. Uh, a couple great uh, opportunities to get involved at the city here. Um, so we have, you know, our boards and commissions. Residents get to be a part of those. Um, just kind of help advise the council and staff on some different things. Decision making, be in the know on stuff. Uh, so we have openings on our bicycle advisory board, as well as our diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging board. I love that. So if you want to get involved, which I'm sure many of you do, uh, this is a great way to do it. Great way to be a part of your city, um, learn the ins and outs, have a say, have your voice heard, and uh, make some friends, have a good time. 
there are a couple of things that are happening here at Assesso Showwear Center. We've got some really big things, actually. We've got uh, the 100.7 The Wolf's Hometown Holiday that's going to happen in the first week of December. Pepe Aguilar. He is going to be at Assesso Showwear Center coming up on the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. We've got Thunderbirds at home. They're going to be home the 18th, the 22nd, and the 24th as well. I mean, just a lot of really good music, hockey, and uh, fun things happening in Assesso Showwear Center. Go Birds! So then I guess now is the time to get into Did You Know? Stretching, warming up. Warming up. Give yourself some lung capacity there. Mm-hmm. Breathing mm-hmm. room. All right. This week's Did You Know is in honor of Small Business Saturday, which will be coming up here this Saturday. Right? Next Saturday. Next Saturday. Yes. And do you know what we do on Small Business Saturday, we, dear listeners? Yes. We shop small. We shop small. That means, you know, as you're preparing your gifts, particularly for Christmas, um, shop at small businesses here in Kent. You know, I know the urge to get something in one day Mm -hmm. is um, quite alluring, you know, from Amazon. But, you know, when you can out and about, uh, it's not going to kill you to support some of our local businesses. Uh, It does a lot for our local economy, helps keep them going. And, you know, there's your fellow residents and uh, Kentians, Kentites. I like that. There. Yeah. So help them out. Anyway, uh, so for the... Did you know we're going to be talking about a small business um, from way back when, in 1890, there was a business called Berlin Brothers, Berlin Bros, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, general merchandise. They were, uh, the brothers themselves, uh, so we're told, were called uh, Andrew, Jarvis, and Trev. Mm -hmm. Love those guys. Yep. Uh, they opened their first general merchandise store at 100 Railroad Avenue South in Kent. Nice. Great. In 1900, they opened two more stores, expanding the crazy Wow. Berlin Brothers going crazy. There's three stores, three brothers. Love that. In Auburn and Sumner. At that time, they were the largest mercantile operation in the valley. What? That sounds impressive. That the is way that's impressive. That's right there. Operation. Sounds like there's something... Big going on. Um, The Kent store, uh, which was expanded in 1912, was managed by Jarvis. He was the the middle brother. When I read him, he was in the middle. He was. In 1915, Andrew bought out his brothers. Ooh, I bet there's some some tea there that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. I only only wish we could know (laughs) that tea. (laughs) I believe they sold tea, too. <laughs> yep, yep, they definitely did. So he bought his brothers, and they changed the name of the store to A.N. Berlin. What? It gets better. It gets better. During 1925 and 1926, A.N. Berlin was the mayor of Kent. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Kyle, what's your sound effect? Oh. Okay. Sorry, that's <laughs> not one. one. In later years... The building was the site of the J.C. Penny store and Dragonus office supply. So, um, both of which are no longer no longer in Kent. In Kent, yeah, yeah. Hmm. That was really okay. that was a. I mean, it was a great. It <laughs> was, was great. The yeah, brothers, the they brothers. came, they saw, they conquered, and they franchised, franchised, <laughs> and then they were bought out by their other brother. It's the brotherly. 
plot. True. And he became the mayor. So wonder Crazy. what happened to the brothers after he, they, he Sounds became. Sounds like he had a plan. Totally. Like he, he, some sort mastermind. of mastermind. Mm-hmm. Some sort of conspiracy there, for sure. I'm going to have to dig into that. If anyone has any, any tips on the Berlin, the conspiracy of the Berlin brothers and the mysterious mayor. But we love Berlin bros. I, I got some photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we'll share, you know, part of our history of Kent series. We posted that before. And, you know, you could have probably gotten all, what kind of general merchandise do you think they sold there, Tracy? Uh, I'm assuming tea. Tea? Yeah. Um, there's probably okay. some sort of mm, furnishings. Furnishings? Yeah. Like, That's very generic. I mean, yeah. That's a good answer. Um, uh, general clothing. merchandise. Yeah. yeah. Clothing. Textiles. Totally. <laughs> yep. Do you think they sold lettuce or hops? You know what? That could possibly be. I mean, it is a general it's merchandise really op- store. Open-ended well, yeah. we for were, interpretation. We were the hops and lettuce capital. That's so. true. True. Wheat, barley. Probably had some uh, some knickknacks. Rice. And, um, maybe maybe some pens. Pappy's oh, cough medicine. Pencils. Goodness. All the general <laughs> merchandise. Yeah. All of it. All right. Well, that's the did you know. That's... um. That was at 100 Railroad Avenue South. No, now you know. Woohoo! Well, we learned a lot today about Winterfest, mm-hmm. Art and Centennial, mm-hmm. our Spotlight series, mm-hmm. how to get involved with the city with our DEI commission and boards and our KBAB board. Check, check, and check. So since we're talking about Thanksgiving, do you have a Thanksgiving tradition or a favorite Thanksgiving dish? Hmm. I don't eat meat, so it's not turkey for me. I'm sorry. Do they have like vegan the, uh, vegetarian there's a, turkey? There's a tofurkey. I, tofurkey. Um, yeah, I'll pass. Watch out. I'll pass on that. That's not. <laughs> that sounds awful. That's not tasty either. So do I usually you, eat. Do you, do you stuff a fish with stuffing? Ew. No. Whoa. Not at Is all. Is that legal? I'm sure people there. do this though. I, um, I don't want to offend any of our listeners that sure. are like, hey, I do that every year. Yeah. But no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <doing> nah. <laughs> uh I just eat a ton of uh mashed potatoes mm-hmm. um stuffing, Love but the stuffing, potatoes. yeah, same. And stuffing has to have no meat in it. Mm-hmm. My mom mm. makes one special side for me, um, but they usually do sausage in the stuffing. I don't know. Whoa. Yeah, it's weird. Stuffing always weirded me out when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm kind of on the non-stuffing game yeah. really? you know, side as well. Like, I've had it, you know, here and there throughout the years, and sometimes it's been good, sometimes not. But, like, I'm never really, like, ooh, stuffing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's usually the one <laughs> thing. I gotta have more. That's usually the one thing that's left over on my plate is stuffing. I don't know. Yeah. Some about the maybe it's because it's mushy bread. Yeah. Sometimes it the not the taste, but it feels like I'm eating like the lint from your dryer. You know what I mean? Maybe <laughs> Wait, I just had like what? really bad stuffing. <laughs> that doesn't sound like stuffing. That does not. I mean, that would be. I mean, I look at stuffing as soggy croutons. Yeah. Okay, 100%. that's probably a better way of. Not, Maybe just combine those two. Now, okay. now we're Ooh, cooking. yeah. That sounds really good. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So now um, that we've covered that. Well, we haven't covered oh, it. Oh, sorry. Know- oh, I thought you talked. Okay, I'm sorry. What it, What was your favorite? I'm sorry. Uh, what was your... Wait, did you already share your I did. Favorite? Yeah. I thought you just said you, you didn't like stuffing. I, oh, I you don't. you like mashed potatoes. I do. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. It's all coming back to me now. Okay. <laughs> um, 
my favorite dish. Is it? Does it have to be like a main course dish, no, or can uh-uh. I do like you can do whatever you dessert? want? Dessert? Yeah, I feel like that's an obvious answer. Duh. What do you think I'm going to say? Pumpkin pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pumpkin just, pie. Yeah. Really? Pumpkin pie is so good. Pumpkin pie is pretty good. It's my favorite pie beyond all pies. Really? I don't know why. Hmm. Is it the spicy cinnamon? Maybe. I'm not. I'm not like a big pumpkin spice coffee and e- spice and everything type person. It's hmm. Just when I see pumpkin pie, like I have to eat it. You know. <laughs> okay, but I'll say. Okay. Here, here's my more <laughs> secondary sort of, um, like my main course type thing. Uh, I really like and can appreciate a good Thanksgiving or Christmas ham. Oh. Like the nice, like a thick cut, cooked to perfection. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, that just, that just does it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so have you had Thanksgiving ham? Or, okay. Well, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, like some people do different things for Thanksgiving. Mm, true. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever like been a part of the process for cooking the ham. Oh, okay. But it's always good. Could you yeah. make a ham? You think? Uh, if I had my phone, oh, <laughs> like well, Google, they're all pre- 100%. Like, they're okay. All, all you're doing is yep. warming it up. They're all pre-cooked, like the hams that you get. Are from they the store. all? Pre- are you sure they're all pre-cooked? the ones you get from the store and the golden wrapper? <laughs> Yeah, those are all pre-cooked. What are we, the Christmas story now? I was like gold yeah. wrapper mm-hmm. hams. Those are pre-cooked. Okay, okay. Ham is definitely one of my favorites, for sure. I always love that that ham. But my other favorite dish, for sure, um, isn't necessarily on Thanksgiving. Oh? It's the turkey the day after. Those, oh. The turkey sandwiches that mm. follow for the next oh, week. Oh, like getting the leftovers and then throwing them in a sandwich? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Do you slather that with mayonnaise? Everything. Everything. Mayo. Yuck. Sometimes we do the friends version where you got the soggy piece of bread in between. And oh man, you use some Wait. cream cheese and some cranberry sauce what? on there. What? Wait, what? I'm sure it's good, but I, what? Soggy piece of bread in the middle. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. Oh, it's too much keep to your explain. secrets, Kyle. You're just going to have to go watch a friends episode that yeah. has the, the Thanksgiving friends episode, R. and R. then P. you will understand. Isn't that with the one with the meat trifle? Probably. Okay. Mm. That's what I thought. But this is our thankful edition, Josh. And I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you. And you too, Kyle. And Kyle. Oh, thank you. And our, and my cats. Yeah. How are they? How is Ginger? She's. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Well, you know. (laughs) But we love her. Of course we do. All right. She's always up to something. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We should say one more thing, though. We do have our holiday edition. You thought this was Christmassy? Just wait. Just wait. Our next edition of Ken Now will be the 25th episode, which will, coincidentally, it will not be recorded on the 25th. But, you know, Christmas is December 25th. So why not? Right? Love it. And uh, we got two special guests. We're going to talk to an Instagram foodie who has got tons if not hundreds of thousands of followers and mariah carey yeah just kidding (laughs) no we're not gonna talk to mariah i wish that'd be a fun episode um and christina i believe um she has a taste of kent series as well so we're gonna talk to her and um wrap things up with a big red bow like that i like it yeah holiday edition all right peace out guys bye-bye bye